Welcome to the Beantown Boys podcast. However you're listening, wherever you may be listening, we want to thank you for listening. And uh, we got a lot going on. We had some problems with the Anchor app. My name's Tim. Mike, how you doing? Good, how are you? Pretty good. I just want to give the listeners a quick breakdown. We had a about a two-hour episode on uh, a two-hour podcast, uh, but for some reason, Anchor had problems, and it's no longer there on this account. So in that podcast, we broke down pretty much all of the NFL pre-future uh, pre bets. Uh, we each made a couple locks for our over-unders on win totals. Uh, we went through the whole board as far as comeback player of the year, MVP, and a couple other prop bets that we're going to go over here since that podcast is no longer available. Uh, then we're going to dive into college football week zero. We're going to recap that, and we're going to recap week one, uh, how we did betting, what we noticed. Uh, I did a lot of sitting on the couch doing nothing but watching football, so I got a few opinions on that. <laughs> And then, uh, and then we're gonna dive into some Big Brother. It's getting late. It's uh, how many are left? Seven. So we're getting to the uh, nitty gritty on that. So uh, without further ado, let's get into the NFL futures that we gave out last time. Uh, we're gonna go right into it. We'll go right into the uh, team totals, uh, over and unders. Uh, my lock and I explained this in the earlier show, was Atlanta over eight and a half. Uh, they had about, I had it written down. I don't have it in front of me. They had about eight guys that missed at least two weeks last year. And I know in their draft this year, they drafted two linemen. Uh, one of them was Chris Lindstrom, a guard from BC. And I think they took another kid from, I think, Washington State for a left uh, right tackle. Hill opposite Jake Matthews on the left tackle side. And I think yeah. they're going to get back to running the ball. I think their defense is going to be phenomenal. Keanu Neal looks awesome in the preseason. Uh, they still got Vic Beasley. Uh, I think Matt Ryan, I think this is a bounce back year for him. Uh, he's got weapons galore. And uh, so that's my first lock. Atlanta over eight and a half. And that is my lock. And then I got two more other picks that I'll throw out there real quick. I like Seattle over eight and a half. Uh, I like that mainly because Russell Wilson, he has led the team in five of six years to nine or more wins. Um, he has three division titles on his resume. Uh, Pete Carroll, they fired the offensive line coach. I expect that offensive line to keep Wilson upright. I like that play, and my final and one, the Jadavian Clowney ad. Yeah, the Jadavian Clowney ad that should help. And you had that play before he even got at it, anyways. Correct. Yeah, I had that locked in, and then my final one was just a hunch play. I think this team takes a regression step. I'm going to take the Rams under 11. I just think they take a step back. That division has gotten a lot better. I think the Cardinals will be better. Uh, Seattle, I obviously love. And um, uh, who else is in the NFC? Oh, San Fran. They got a healthy Jimmy G. That division loves to beat up on each other. They love to give each other a hard time. Uh, The Rams, I just think they take a step back. I might be wrong. I'm going to take them. 
uh, under 11 wins. So Atlanta was minus 130, according to the Action Network. Um, Seattle was minus 120, over 8.5. And, and the Rams were actually plus 110, under 11. And then Mike has three that he'll give you. Yeah, so um, my lock is going to be Green Bay over 9. Um, I know of recent some books are giving out nine and a half now. I think a lot of money's coming in on that over nine. Um, I just think that uh, Aaron Rodgers was sick of McCarthy and he got his wish and got him fired. And I have to imagine with all the shit that was thrown at him in the off season with um, people throwing him under the bus for not being a good teammate, this and that uh, he's going to be a little more motivated this year. Um, and I think he's, he's going to, he's one of my favorites to win MVP. Um, and we'll talk about that later, but, um, I think that he's going to return to form and I, especially with Chicago in that division, I think they're taking a step back this year. Um, I think the, the, uh, the words out on them, on, on what, you know, make that made them great last year, you know, new, new coach, this and that. I don't trust Trubisky. I think they take a step back. I think that Minnesota – I think Minnesota would be a little better this year, but I don't think that they're going to be a huge threat. I'd actually dabble on the Green Bay Packers to win the division as well. Um, but, yeah, that is my lock over nine. Just seems a little too small for an Aaron Rodgers team in a solid division, but not not as good as advertised. Yeah, I'm say. looking at that now. It's actually plus 240 to win the division. They're the second favorite behind Chicago. Yeah, I I just don't I honestly part part of this lock is has to do with I think that Green Bay might double up on Chicago this year. I think they might win this Thursday night and I think when they play each other back at home, you know, it's a home game I think that they'll win. I I don't I see, I see Chicago winning at Matt, at most 8 games this year. Um and then I think they'll split against the Vikings. They have a couple other, you know, tough games here and there but um their in-conference games are a lot easier this year because they finished, I believe, third in the division last year. Um, so they're <laughs> matched up against the other teams that finished third. So their in-conference schedule is a lot easier than uh, a usual Green Bay Packers schedule would be. Um, but my next play um, I really like is the New England Patriots over 11. And I only like this play – um, if it is at 11, cause I don't, you know, you never know what the Patriots they're, they're so prone to stumbling in a division game, whether it's in Miami or against the jets. Um, and you know, the first seven games are so soft for them. They do have some tough, a tough stretch. Um, I believe week nine through 12 or so. Um, but if you, if they, if they beat Pittsburgh, they should they should be no worse than seven and one going into the Browns game. And then you're looking at I don't see the Patriots losing, you know, three of their last call it seven games. Um, especially with most of them being against division opponents. And you you got the Chiefs, the uh Eagles, the Ravens, the Browns, the Cowboys, but I don't see them losing three of those games. Um I think at worst you're looking at a push and that'd be a, I, if if the Patriots go 11 and uh, five this year. I think that's a disappointment um, with the defense that they have and uh, the potential of the explosive offense with the running game 
and uh, and some of the weapons on offense. Uh, my next, my last pick would be the Bills under under seven. Um, I don't know why this is so high. The way I see it is if if you're taking the over on the Bills, you're basically thinking that they're a playoff team or fighting for a playoff spot in Week 17. And I don't think this team's that good. I think Josh Allen sucks. I think that the defense is a little um, overrated. Um, I just don't. I don't see the hype on the Bills. Um, I think that that the Jets are are better than the Bills. Um, I think that the Jets might even double up on the Bills. The Bills have somewhat of a tough schedule. Um, they have to play the the NFC East. The, I mean, I don't see them beating the Eagles or the uh, or the Cowboys. And then the Giants, you know, that's a toss-up game if the Giants are halfway decent this year. Um, I don't see them getting to seven wins, and, and I don't see how you can possibly take the over on that. Uh, at worst, I see a push there. Um, but, yeah, those are my three season win totals for this uh, this upcoming NFL season that I really like. And, and real quick, uh, uh, according to points bet right now, if you lock them in now, uh, Green Bay is actually up to nine and a half. I know you had nine before. I'm just saying that's net nine and a half now, and that's plus 110. Um, the Pats are still at 11. Uh, for the over, it's minus 140. And the Bills right now are anywhere from six and a half to seven. And the seven's a little juice that one forty for the towards the under. So that's currently what it's at now. Um, so now let's go into those are our over unders. Uh, Mike's lock is the Packers. Uh, hopefully you got it at nine. Uh, maybe you can get it at nine if you shop around. And I like Atlanta. Um, that's my lock. Uh, real quick, let's touch on the MVP. I got one play. Again, guys, I just want to say don't spend your whole bankroll on, on the futures and the over-under win totals. I mean, if Matt Ryan gets hurt or if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, Green Bay's a five-win team. Atlanta maybe a four-win team. So, like yep. I said, I wouldn't go crazy. And, obviously, if Brady gets hurt, the Patriots – you know, got Jared Stidham, and, uh, you know, they don't win 11 games. Let me just tell you that. So, real quick, I got one MVP play. I dabbled on it. Uh, it's Aaron Rodgers, plus 700. Um, real simple here. When he's healthy, he's excellent. Uh, he's got all the weapons at receiver. I mean, uh, Adams is a stud. I don't know about Valdez Scantling. I don't know about Geronimo Allison. I guess they're okay. Jimmy Graham, he's there. I mean, I don't know. Is he, the ghost of Jimmy down. Graham. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened to him. He fell off. But like I said, I wouldn't go crazy. But that's my one um, uh, MVP play, Aaron Rodgers. And right now, points bets got it at plus 700. Yeah. Um, my MVP, um, strictly value play. Um, obviously, last year – he was he was solid um and at the end of the year but uh obviously he's a kind of a project player but i think is the most explosive player that we've seen since michael vick if he develops into the player he can be and i'm taking lamar jackson here mvp is a long shot plus 5836 on bookmaker um i threw 20 bucks on it to win 1200 i mean i i i just the way i see it is 
you know, he's the he's the player that could grow the most out of anyone. Yeah, uh, I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, I mean a will, starting will quarterback probably win the MVP. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but these are guys that I mean, you never know. I mean, Rogers could have an MVP. Jackson, do I see it? No. Would it? I mean, for twenty dollars, twelve hundred dollars, why not? You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's he's the he's the guy with the most outbreak potential and everyone if he does have an, a breakout year he's everyone's gonna love him the way he plays he's explosive he's flashy i'm sure he'll be everyone's favorite madden player yeah um it's just it's just like mahomes it's all about the flash you know what i mean yeah mahomes i'm looking is at already... him uh, right now jackson on points but he's actually better odds than <laughs> odell beckham tyree Kill, yeah. and julio jones and that's a receiver winning mvp so yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, it's no sure thing, but yeah, why not? I might even put twenty on him myself. So, uh, and uh, let's move on. And any other MVPs? Uh, no, I did. I did like Rogers, but other than that, it's kind of a crapshoot. You just don't know. Yeah. Uh, so comeback player of the year. I know we touched on that. I had one play, and I'm sticking with the Falcons. Like I said, that's the theme. I'm gonna take Devontae Freeman. He went out, I believe, in week two last year. Um, like I said, they rebuilt the offensive line. And, uh, you know, if uh, he's plus 420 right now on points bet, um, like I said, I wouldn't put everything I had on it. But uh, why not? If he stays healthy, he could be in the 1,500 rushing yards, you know, 500 receiving yards. Uh, yeah. it looks, I, I just think Atlanta's going to try to run the ball this year. And, uh they they rebuilt that offensive line, so I took a dabble on him. And uh, just one more quick thing. Um, I have a prop bet, Julio Jones, under 1,350 yards, and that's the Julio injury scare is what's scaring me. The guy's questionable every week, and uh, he played 16 games last year. He hasn't done that twice in his career yet. Um, so, I mean, I hope he does go way over. I have him in fantasy. That'd be great. But I would take the no on that again, Julio Jones under 1350 receiving yards. That's minus 130 right now on points bet. And, uh, that's it for my futures. Mike, I know you got a couple. Yeah. Um, I took, well, I, the, the futures is out. For Super Bowl or just, just every, player props? Everything you have, yeah. You can just fire okay. it off uh, and then yeah. go into a little bit of detail. Yeah, um, I took. I know I took the Packers to make the playoffs. I, I, when I got it, it was plus 115. Okay. Um, that, I thought that that was good value, especially if you're, if you're betting them over nine. I mean, if they get over nine wins, ten wins is a playoff spot, you know, at least a wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're a little un- undervalued. I mean, if you can get an Aaron Rodgers team to make the playoffs at plus money, I don't see how how you can pass that up. Um, to win the to win the uh, AFC East, um, I'm this. I'm not personally giving this out to advise everyone to do this, but I don't see how you can, you know the Patriots minus three fifty to win the AFC East. I mean that what I believe they're usually minus twelve hundred. Yeah, I don't know why they're they're so undervalued when I think that this might be their best team since 2014, um, especially on the defensive end. Um, it's basically guaranteed money. 
I mean, if you're willing to lay, you know, whatever you consider a unit, if you are willing to lay three and a half units to win a unit and sit on it, it's pretty much guaranteed money. I mean, even if Brady gets hurt halfway through the year, Stidham could come in and give you, you know, go four and four down the stretch, and that still might be enough to win the division. Right. Um, you know, at, at, at 10 wins, you know? I do think um, the Jets are going to be a little bit better, but as far as Buffalo and Miami go, I don't think they'll give the Patriots a run for their money. But uh, I don't know. I just like uh, the Jets. Darnold in his, I think, what is this, his third year? or I believe yeah. it's his third year. No, second year, second year. Second year. And then he's got a couple more weapons on the outside. He's got Crowder. They picked him up if he can stay healthy and – um, I know he's got Robbie Anderson and uh, obviously Le'Veon Bell's there. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying the Patriots won't win the division. I'm just saying that's your team to watch out for in the AFC yeah. East because I don't like the, Buffalo at all either myself. And I think the Jets are tanking. So yeah, and then in the NFC East, um, I like I like the Eagles here to win the NFC East. Um, I think that they're one of the most complete teams. Um, offensively stacked. I mean, they got about four running backs that are that are good. They've got about three or four receivers that are good. They've got the second best tight end in the NFL. They've got a quarterback who, what before tearing his ACL, was going to be handed the MVP trophy. Um, and the defense is legit. And with the whole Dallas stuff, I I can't see how, you know especially inside that locker room with Zeke holding out two years out of his contract um, when other guys like Dak and Amari, you know, um, and who's the guy that's paid Jalen Smith. They were all lined up waiting for contracts. And this guy's trying to basically skip, skip his turn to line and cut the line for a contract. Um, and he's holding out on his team uh, while he's sitting in Calabasas, you know, laying out in the sun, drinking pina coladas. Um, I don't see how, I just don't see how that plays out in the locker room. Who knows when he returns, if he returns, you know, it's, it's like one day, one day they're close and they're about to strike a deal. And then the next day they're not even close. I mean, who knows what the hell's going on? I don't trust Jerry Jones. I sure as hell don't trust Jason Garrett. And I don't like Dak Prescott either. I think he's a brutally average quarterback in the league. Um, And I just, you know, the Redskins are a joke. The Giants are the Giants, um, and I, I think even money. I mean, I'm sure you can shop around here and fi- maybe find some plus money on the Eagles to win the division, just because everyone you know loves de- the Dallas Cowboys and, and they probably have a lot of liability on them. I'm sure you can find the Eagles at plus money to win the division, but even at even odds, um, I like the Eagles here. Um, I don't think I don't think it'll be a landslide, but I think they'll win it by you know a comfortable two games. Um, coming down the stretch, um, the Packers to win the NFC North, even even the Vikings to win the NFC yeah, real North quick at plus two forty. Real quick on the Philly thing, I think the reason yep. why Dallas is so inflated to win the NFC is, uh, you know, I've just been reading a lot of stuff. Their schedule while they're missing Zeke, let's just say Zeke comes back in Week Three, they got the Giants at home at Washington and then home versus Miami. Even without Zeke, they could be three and zero looking looking down the barrel at at New Orleans on a Sunday night game. Uh, that's in Week Four, and then they got Green Bay. So those two games are uh, those two games are tough. But uh, yeah. if you look at the end of their schedule, 
I mean, they got a real tough end. They got at Chicago, the Rams at home, and then at Philly, and then they finish up versus Washington at home. They play the Patriots this year. Yeah, but in, that's in New, England. New England. So, yeah, I mean, they got to get Zeke back, in my opinion, to win the division. But I don't think they have to get him back, like, now, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I think the I think a good value is the Vikings to win the NFC North. I think that they could have. I mean, Kirk Cousins. You don't know what you're gonna get with them, but that defense is is legit, um, fast and big. Um, yeah, I read that. They, I'm out on Minnesota. I read they have the toughest schedule in the league. They start out. Yeah, with I Atlanta, did read that. Green at Green Bay. Okay, they beat Oakland in Week Three. Then look at what they got. They're at Chicago. Then they take a plane to the Giants. Then they got Philly at home, at Detroit. I mean, Detroit, that could be a tough game. They could be sleepwalking into that game. Then they got Washington at home. And then look at who they finish up with before going to the bye. At KC and then at Dallas and then Denver at home. I mean, that's a gauntlet. And then coming out of the bye at Seattle, that's never a place to play. That's also a primetime game in Sunday. Seattle's awesome in primetime games. I think they're the best team versus the spread. Uh, in uh, in primetime games, whether it's Sunday or Monday night, uh, they've right. got a real, real tough schedule. I, lo- I looked at that myself because I'm, I'm with you. I don't like Chicago at all. I don't think Detroit can win the division. I looked at Minnesota, and that's what threw me off them. So I don't know, but that's, yeah. that's what I got as far as Minnesota going. But what were you saying, the other team you had? Uh, the, um, the Falcons plus 375. Uh, to win the NFC South, I mean, I, I think that they're being very undervalued oh, I have, here. Yeah, I, I like the Falcons too myself. Yeah, I think I think a lot of factors play in here. Um, I think the Falcons are a very talented team, uh, very under the radar. I mean, you just hit on them. Um, great offensive line. Sh- what it should be a great offensive line this year. Great defense. Um, I know the coach is a little bit of a bobo. And you never know what you're going to get with Matt Ryan. But um, I think especially factoring in the New Orleans Saints, um, two heartbreak losses in what felt like were going to be possible Super Bowl winning years. Um, I don't know how that that carries in that locker room. Um, I don't know how, how well they bounce back from that. It might be a little bit of a disappointment. They could be a little sluggish coming out the gate. Um, and they have a they have a pretty pretty tough schedule. They play the Rams, the Bears, um, the Cowboys, um, while the Falcons. I think they I believe they finished third in the division last year. I think they have they play like the Forty ers this year. Uh, the, yeah, they got um, Jacksonville at home, Tampa Bay at home. I mean, those are must win games. Yeah, they're gonna have to beat Tennessee at home. Um, you know, Indianapolis now becomes a laugher. That that should be a win. Um, you know, I think they can beat Houston. I think they have the weapons to beat Houston. They can probably split with New Orleans. I think they could split with Carolina. Um, yeah. I think they can take both versus Tampa Bay. Um, Jacksonville, I think they could beat. They got them at home. Um, you know, I, I really like Atlanta. I'm on Atlanta. I like the coach. I think he has them fired up. And uh, this is it for Matt Ryan, in my opinion. This is make or break. I mean, Julio's, Julio's not getting any younger. And, uh, no. you know, if they don't – You're probably only looking year, at one or two more years of, of prime Julio. Right. I, I just think they have their tough games at home. They, they play Philly at home, the Rams at home. 
Seattle at home. This is a team that's very good at home. So yeah. um, I, I like Atlanta. I'm sticking with them. And then uh, I went 12 and three on the weekend as far as NCAA football goes. Um, one of my losses was Florida minus seven um, versus Miami. This was almost about a week and a half ago. It seems far away, but uh, Florida, I thought they did everything they could to lose that game. And I'm just really disappointed as a Florida fan and Felipe Franks running up the sideline, you know, doing all sorts of bullshit, unnecessary shit that doesn't need to be done and kind of made me sick. Yeah, Yeah, that game was that game was brutal for the uh, brutal to watch, painful in the eyes. But um, yeah, that uh, Florida Gators that didn't play great. Felipe Franks, I think, clearly overhyped and overrated. Um, But that defense is is definitely going to be legit. But I just in the SEC, you're going to need the quarterback, the playmaker, and I don't see him doing doing it in the big games. Yeah, I don't think Florida is worthy of. I think they're at uh, number nine or number eight in the country. Uh, I don't think they're worthy as that. Good team. They'll. I mean, they could win the East. Uh, yeah. Actually, probably not. Probably Georgia. But I mean, they could. You know, they could have a ten-win season. I think. I don't know. Maybe they can't. Maybe they could. Who knows? But that's my. Uh, that was my first loss on the weekend. Did you have anything in that game? Um. No. Okay. I I didn't know. Okay, so we then went into the Thursday night games, and uh, I had a play in that game. I had. The- oh, you know what? I teased. I teased the. Um, I teased the Gators and uh, Arizona, and obviously Arizona got their brains beat in, so okay. I lost that. Okay, so yeah, so basically in the opening week we went zero and two combined. Uh, that brought us to the first uh, weekend of games. It started on Thursday night. I had one play in that game, and that was the under 48 in uh, Utah, BYU, the Holy War. I watched that entire game. Utah is very good. At no point that I think they were going to lose that game. Um, they're definitely a dark horse. I think someone on game day picked them for the college football playoffs. I don't think they could do it. But they are very no. good. They were very impressive. So that was my first winner on the under 48. Uh, did you have anything in that game? Um, in the Utah game? Yeah, or anything on the Thursday games. The Thursday. I, did lean, I did lean the under in the Utah game. Um, that cash, obviously, but I didn't give that out. Um, the Thursday games, I did give out UCLA money line, lost. Um, FIU Tulane might have been the worst beat I've seen in a while. Um, oh, I gave out over 58 and a half points. Yeah, I'm looking at um, that. You also it was UCLA money line. Yep, it over 58 and a half points, and there was 56 points. Um, going into the fourth quarter, I, I honestly chalked it up as a win and didn't even look at it the rest of the way until the game finished, and I looked and it was a loss. And there were no points scored in the fourth quarter. Um, I I honestly couldn't believe it. That was a loss. Um, Thursday night, yeah, that that's about – oh, and I gave out under 60 and a half in Clemson. That lost. Um, I didn't – obviously did not start out great this week. Um, I felt like I was on the right side of some of these picks. I just feel like I didn't 
you know, sometimes you can be on the right side and lose, um, even though that sounds a little contradicting. But, um, you know, I think the Clemson game finished with 66 points with the last second touchdown by Georgia Tech. Um, so it, it wasn't great but um, to, to start on Thursday, but uh, obviously you carried the way this weekend. And then uh, we'll move on to, I believe, Friday. Didn't watch a second of this game. Uh, still waiting to get out of work. Under 48, Rice and Army. Um, but I had the under 48, so uh, whatever, I'll take it. So that was a winner. And then I also had the under 47 in Michigan State, Tulsa. Uh, Michigan State, I watched some of that game. They didn't look that impressive. Tulsa just looked pathetic, and uh, I had the under in that. And then my final play go- before Saturday was uh, the over in Oklahoma State, Oregon State. That was an absolute shootout. Um, uh, the- I never thought I was going to lose that 73-and-a-half over. I think there was about 50 points at halftime. And then uh, so both offenses look good. And then you can tell that both defenses look terrible. Yeah, so that was it for Friday. Um, so I gave out I gave out Purdue minus eleven, and I they did were up. See that entire <laughs> they were up twenty one in the second half, and uh, whoever the hell their punt returner was just completely forgot how to catch a punt, and Nevada actually ended up winning that game outright. Um, another one of those games where it just felt like you were on the right side of it, and they just. They just yeah. G- I'll tell you what away. Purdue did wrong there. They went they went away from Rondell Moore, who's an absolute sensational receiver. They I think at one point in the fourth quarter with five minutes left, the announcer said, "Oh, there's his first reception, uh, the fourth of the second half." And uh, I don't know how they do that. The coach sucks for Purdue, and uh, they deserve to lose that game. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. So bringing us into Saturday, um, I'll say this game right off the bat. I love Florida State. Uh, I read a big thing saying that the hurricane was moving in and uh, they moved the game from Jacksonville to Tallahassee. They were giving out $10 general admission tickets, of course. Uh, when you hear that, and you know, it made me love FSU. That was dead wrong on that game. FSU was dominating the whole game, and uh, I just want to give you a dark horse. This kid was absolutely phenomenal. His name is Hank Brockheimer. He's the quarterback. Hank Sweeney? No, Brockheimer. (laughs) He's the quarterback for Boise State. He's a true freshman. Uh, He was absolutely phenomenal. He was getting hit every play. Um, He was delivering it with consistency right on the money. And FSU, they should fire Willie Taggart before they go any further with this program. <laughs> that guy's a joke. And Boise State, boy, were they impressive. I, I, I mean, they, True were, freshman they quarterback. turned it around at halftime. I mean, and the FSU, I think it was too hot. Most of the fans left, which was absolutely pathetic. But Boise State looked awesome. They dominated uh, Florida State 17 to nothing in the second half. Florida State yep. didn't score. Uh, my only win on that game was because I think there was about 35 points scored in the first half. I took the under in the second half. Uh, it was a 17-point total in the second half, and then I I had the under 30 and a half. So that was one of my wins. But my biggest 
catastrophe this week was Florida State. It'll never happen again. I promise everyone it'll never happen again. A no-touch team right there. They were horrible. Their defense sucks. Uh, Kendall Bryles, the new offensive coordinator for uh, Florida State, he came out swinging. It looked tremendous. And then in the second half, it was a big, you know, bag of shit. I don't know what they were doing. They were horrible. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) And I'm actually glad they lost. Once I knew they weren't going to cover, I said, fuck it. I hope they lose. So they lost. That's just a team to not bet this year. Yeah. Um, You just never know what you're going to get with them. Florida State, you know. I guess if they they could turn it around, but they look putrid. And then uh, that was – I'm glad I still put out my picks because that was a gut, gut punch. Uh, yeah. And then real quick, I followed that up. I'll just go through my picks. I loved Boston College at home. I couldn't believe they were the underdog in that game. I had them money line in a tease, uh, six-point tease, and uh, I had them plus four. Um, that was a winner, 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 chicken parm for dinner. I had Arkansas, Mm. Portland State under 60. That was a winner. I had Stanford, which was a bad beat if you had Northwestern minus six. (laughs) That was a bad beat. And uh, I I saw that one. And, uh, oh, yeah, let's not forget Rocky Top, or should I say Rocky Bottom. Not only do they – not only did it not cover, they lose outright. Wow, I never seen shit like that before in my whole life. Wow, yeah. to Georgia State, I actually had them plus ten and a half in the second half. Um, that was pretty good. So um, then, where else were we? Akron. I know you had Akron. Uh, didn't watch a second of that game. I don't know if I have the. I think it was the Big Ten Network. Yeah, I, I did yeah. watch a little bit of that game. It was twenty-eight nothing before I could blink. So. Yeah, basically, yeah. My honestly, when I when I saw the spread, I mean, I looked up. You know, Akron they return a bunch of players. Um, last year was looking at their last year's schedule. They only lost one game by more than eighteen points last year, um, and they played teams that were miles ahead of Illinois as a program. Um, and then you know, I'm, I'm sitting there on Sun on Saturday watching the game, and all of a sudden, it, you know. Uh, Big Ten Network shows um, uh, Illinois has about six transfers that were five-star recruits, you know, two from USC, two from Texas, one from uh, Florida State, another one from Georgia. Like, they're just picking off all these these transfers. Um, And their defensive line looked looked unbelievable. And, I I mean, obviously, you know, I'm going to have to wait and see, but I wouldn't be surprised if Illinois is half-decent this year. Um, with Lovey Smith on the on the hot seat, Lovey it, I mean, <laughs> that beard is is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> it, it looks like it's just a bunch. Someone threw a bunch of snow on his face. Um, <laughs> what shit? <laughs> and and you know, I mean, they they might be an under the radar team this year, and I'm I'm almost ha- not happy that I lost, but I'm happy at least I got to watch the ass kicking because <laughs> that might. <laughs> that might be a team that I might bet on this year, Illinois. If I'm going to wait another week or two to see how they play out, but I think that they're going to be an under the radar team, and uh, they have a lot of talent. I mean, that um, on some of the websites you look at that do the rank the talent rankings in college football, they were ranked, I think, the fifth most talent in the Big Ten, um, and and they got a bunch of experienced transfers. Uh, 
that might be a team to look out for. I was definitely on the wrong side of that. Um, I gave out Alabama Duke over 13 and a half points in the first quarter. Yeah, and he, basically he gave that out four days in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, you better jump on this now, fellas. But no, I honestly, the, what, what you see in these in these games is these teams like Alabama, like Ohio State, um, these teams that play, you know, in fear, like clearly, you know, they're, they're miles ahead of the teams that they're playing. They pounce on them early and they send a statement. Ohio State was up 28 nothing in the first quarter. You know, these teams jump on these teams. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I really like that pick. Um, but they couldn't get nothing going on offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was a tough game. And then what else did we have? I also – you probably won't see this on the Action Network because I think you have to pay for premium in order to do teases. But I had a winning tease, um, which was uh, – let me see here. I wrote it down. BC plus 10.5, Oregon plus 9.5. Alabama, I had that teased up. It was a six-point tease to under 60. And Vanderbilt hung on the cover by 29. So that was a winner. That's why if you see the um, see the units that were up, it's actually a little less than what we actually are up. So uh, hopefully we're, we're back on the bandwagon this weekend and uh, yeah. we're, we're giving our winners. And then uh, so that was I think that was it uh, as far as yeah. this week, as far as recapping it. Uh, yeah, I, just, I know I gave out a. a... An, a WNBA play and two MLB plays. Um, the MLB yesterday, um, you gave out. Well, you gave out Boston Red Sox money line. Um, yeah, that cash one ten. And I gave out the Chicago Sky minus three, which yeah, cash. Um, and then today I gave out Cincinnati Reds, who were getting pounded by sharps early, um, all the way up to minus one forty. And when you see weird lines like that, usually you know. The, the sharps are on the right side of that, but they got their brains beat in today. Um, and uh, so, so that was a loss, but you know, for, for, in my opinion, you know, I, we had a, you had a great week. I had a horrible week and we still ended up on the, pl- on well, the right side. Well, we're, um, we're a team. So, I mean, I want to see both of us do good and uh, yeah. And I, and, and I can't do, I don't think I can do much worse than that. In, in all my other picks, you know, the ones that I didn't give up, I finished positive on the weekend. And mm-hmm. so, um, obviously, just you. I'd rather give out the winners on the on the Twitter, but um, I now, think what we're going to have a good, good us, year. Uh, what differentiates you from either giving it out or or keeping or uh, not? Um, it, it just depends. You know, sometimes I tail other people. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, you know, uh, I just I'm I'm dabbling on it just to see. You know, something that I like but don't want to give out. You know, for you guys, something that I just, maybe I'm watching a game and want to have a play on it. Um, I don't want to give out a million things for the people that listen or follow because um, I don't want to bet a billion stuff. You know, if we like it, we'll give it out. Um, but for me, I don't want to give out everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'll definitely be giving out, you know, WNBA plays, you know, an MLB play here or there. September sucks for MLB because of the call-ups and a lot of teams are dogging it um, at this time. Um, but if I really like some, I'll give it out. WNBA has been just cash, you know, in the cash in the bank um, all year. 
Um, I think I'm hitting at about a, a 75% clip right now. Um, and so I'll be giving out those picks. Uh, I think there's like three games tomorrow. But, you know, we I'd like to bounce back this weekend with some college football and NFL. All right, so let's uh, look at our first uh, first opinions on this week's slate as far as NCAA. We're going to do a podcast later on the week that touches all on NFL. We're going to break down those games, at least the games that we like. And uh, so we'll have another podcast that's hopefully released by Sunday. Um, anyways, I got a couple things written down for this coming week. Uh, my first one is grab Texas A&M now at plus 18 and a half. Yeah, That's I saw long. that one. That one popped off the board. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe how many points um, they were getting there. Yeah, I, ha- I got them at 18 and a half. That's when it opened up. And uh, uh, will Clemson win? Yeah, probably. But Texas A&M has a, has a decent defense. I've seen a little bit of them. And Kellen Mond's pretty good. So I like them. I think they can stick around in this game. I don't think they'll win, but, uh, you know, I think they'll definitely – I think this game could come down to a fourth quarter game. So, yeah, um, it also could come down to a really bad beat or something like that. But I like Texas A&M. I'm also sticking with Boise State. They're at – I was going to say that one too, yep. Yeah, minus 11 at home versus Marshall on the blue field. Uh, yep. Marshall, don't scare me at all. I love, like I said, I absolutely love that kid from uh, the quarterback from Boise State, Hank Brockheimer. Remember that name? He's an absolute stud. He's going to yep. get his first start at home this weekend. That's a Friday night game. It's at nine o'clock on ESPN two. I like them minus eleven. And my last thing is uh, jump on it now. It's Stanford before it gets lower. It's Stanford plus three and a half. USC just lost their quarterback. Uh, JT yeah. Daniels. Both teams actually lost their quarterback. Yeah, but the other one is less less of a loss. Uh, they played yeah. without him before. I forget who it is. Uh, yeah. J- I know USC J- was holding on for dear life at the end of that game. Yeah, JT Daniels is out for the year. He was actually pretty decent. He looked good versus Fresno. Um, Stanford's defense is phenomenal. They will stick around in this game. They could actually win this game. I think David Shaw is the best coach in the pack in the uh, Pac-12. Um, I think uh, I like Stanford. Those are my three games jumping off the bat. Of course, I'll have more uh, when we look into the slate, but uh, that's three games I have off the bat, and uh, that's lock those in now before they keep dropping or, yeah. or gaining. So. And another one that I see that I really like is uh, Rice plus 18 against Wake Forest. Um, Rice went into Army last week and was toe-to-toe with them. I think Army scored – you know, a touchdown with like six minutes left to take the lead and ended up winning that game. But Wake Forest barely escaped Utah State at home, and Utah State's um, not very good this year. Um, I think 18 points is a lot for a, for Rice at home um, against a Wake Forest team that's not very very good. And I think Army is better than Wake Forest, and Rice was toe to toe with them. Yeah, in, and and, and the Army. thing about Army too is uh, I, I like this too. Right now, Army all they do is run. Run. I love, yep. I love Michigan. I love Michigan this week. Minus 23 now that I'm just yeah. looking at that. I must yeah, Michigan will, will stuff that. Army yep. is going to uh, get find themselves in a position where they have to pass in order to be competitive in this game. I don't yep. think that happens. Grab Michigan. I think it's minus 23 at the big house. They'll be all over Army. 
I don't care yeah. what anybody says. People are bad. plus Michigan I, had a had a down week last week. Yeah, um, they didn't. They weren't. They weren't dominating Middle Tennessee. Um, I, I agree with you. I think that they're going to come out firing this week. And one more game. I didn't really. I have to look at it more. It's Texas. They're playing. Uh, it's probably the game of the week. Yeah. Um, Texas. They got LSU. LSU. Yeah, at home in our. Well, I think it's at Jerry World. Yeah. Yeah, you got anything, any opinion on that game or? Um, I didn't get to see Texas play. I actually didn't even get to see either teams play. Either teams play this this week. Um, I do like Texas. It's more of a home game for them. Um, actually, this one is in Austin, Texas. Um, oh, okay. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. Yeah, so I do like Texas. LSU is five and a half point favorite. Um, that is way too many points. Um, way too many points to be giving Texas at home. Um, I think that um, the quarterback Ellinger for for Texas is a is a Heisman dark horse. I think it's now or never for Texas um, for Herman, the coach, um, and LSU. Um, they're kind of they're 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 an unbelievable home team, but suspect on the road. Um, I would even dabble on Texas money line if you could. Um, I think if Texas covers that game, they win. Um, so I like I do like Texas there. One more game I got for you guys is uh, real quick. Now that I'm looking at it. Oregon's going to be mad as Hornets. Yep. Uh, they got Nevada at home. Nevada coming off emotional win. Uh, I think they gave a kid a scholarship after the game. Uh, they're going to be on cloud nine coming to this game. Oregon's going to be pissed off. Herbert's going to be slinging. I think Oregon blows Nevada away. I'm putting that in right now. Oregon, okay. I think it's minus twenty three, um, uh, versus Nevada. So how about how about this one? Auburn minus eighteen against Tulane, home against Tulane, home opener. Bo Nix unleash him after that comeback win. I don't see how Tulane even scores against that Auburn defense. Um, I think Bo Nix is going to be unleashed this week. Uh, I he reminds me of Johnny Manziel. Um, he he was he was pretty good when he he was good when he needed to be in that game um, against a, a a a big pressure situation a big obviously a big time game Auburn's been in those games last two years where it feels like that in what sucks about college football is you know you lose that game and it feels like your season's already over before it started yeah and and for and for him to come out as a true freshman and pull that away from Oregon who has veteran talent. As a true freshman, um, I, I I think Auburn might p- pound Tulane this week. Yeah, I got I don't know what Tulane has. I, I got to look at that game because it just it might be an emotional letdown. I'm not sure, but I don't know about that game. But one game that I really like now that I'm looking at it is just below it. Miami should pound the shit. They carried Mac Brown off the field last week <laughs> at North Carolina when they beat uh, South Carolina. Miami after a long layoff. Yeah, just basically a buy. Yeah, stewing on that loss. I'm locking that in right now too. Miami minus six. Of course, if if these numbers drop, I'm gonna take the better number. But I like Miami right now too. Minus six. Big deal. It's at North Carolina. That don't scare me. Last week was they carried Mac Brown off the field like he just won something. Miami's a way better team than uh, North Carolina. Way more athletes. They should have actually beat Florida. And I'm a Florida fan telling you that. I love Miami. Now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, yeah. How about this one? <laughs> Fresno plus three at home against Minnesota? 
<laughs> with Minnesota that. almost lost to the Jackrabbits from who knows where. <laughs> South Dakota State. But Fresno, Fresno almost went into SC. Yeah, I don't know about that. I got to look at that game. We might as well just go down the whole board and pick every game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lay the bankroll. <laughs> so that's what we got right now. I, I'm going to look into it more. And obviously, the Hawaii line- minus five in Hawaii against Oregon State? Yeah, I like the Oh, old, my like God. The in that game. The, that, that might be a shootout. So. That might be the don't, don't be don't be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, nothing better than a, than a nice midnight special Hawaii to make or break your. And weekend. if I'm staying up for that game, I'm just staying up into Sunday. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, right into the <laughs> NFL game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's it. For, that's all I got for. Uh, we're gonna preview the this coming week in college football. So we're gonna. I think it's time we're gonna go to the Big Brother segment. So we're actually going to end the podcast here. So if you want to listen to all Big Brother talk, no sports, just Big Brother, we got a couple people joining us. Um, we're going to do that now. Um, again, follow us on the Action Network. It's free to download. Uh, Beantown Boys Podcast, follow us on that. And then follow us on Twitter, at Beantown Boys. Um, we'll be giving all our picks there. You can tail us, fade us, whatever you want to do. And uh, anything else, Mike, as far as the uh, uh, betting goes so far? Nope. Let, let's have that bookie sending send us some money on Wednesday next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah let's, let's, <laughs> let's do it. All right, guys. Thanks for joining. Hopefully you stick with us. We'll be back in a few minutes with uh, Big Brother. All right. Uh, take it easy. It's the Beantown Boys Podcast.